Yesterday, we talked about could Northwestern bounce back after that uh, pretty rough performance against Ohio State? Well, last night, they showed you that they could, and they really could show you something in the process. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome in to Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen each and every day. We really appreciate it. Uh, We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever And we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh, And, yeah, be sure to check us out wherever you are listening. Make sure you are subscribed and turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode as we continue to uh, pump out videos uh, each each week, really, as we go. um, Just about what's going on with, with Northwestern. And that brings us to last night, Northwestern. Um, they bounced back against Illinois with a 73-60 victory at home after losing just a couple days prior to Ohio State and what was probably the, one of their worst performances of the year when they lost to Ohio State 73-60-57 rather at home in a game that they were never in, not even close. Um, and, you know, that was the big question coming into this game to uh, this game yesterday is the fact that Northwestern did not feel ready for Big Ten play on Sunday. Uh, they didn't look prepared. Um, they looked physically overwhelmed. Um, you had to question the toughness uh, of the team because. Look and look, the shooting was awful. They were they started the game two of twenty-four from the field. They got down thirty-four to eight in the first half. I mean, that's unacceptably bad. Um, it's actually remarkable. I've never seen a game get that lopsided. Ironically, um, if you watched the Duke game yesterday, they did something similar with NC State and ended up losing. But they just looked physically overwhelmed, and it was frustrating. Um, you wonder if it's because the schedule lightened up there in December, and maybe like, uh, and Northwestern there against some lesser teams, they're clicking on all cylinders, um, and they looked really, really good. And then you had the long, um, I think, nine days off uh, before playing Brown. When you played Brown, a little rusty, not the cleanest game, but you got to win. But you looked like maybe you needed something to keep that reminder, keep it fresh on what Big Ten play was going to be like because it had been close to a month since your your one and only Big Ten game game when you upset – when you upset – Michigan State 
70 to 63 in their place. But, you know, you get to that Ohio State game. They kind of push you around. They dominate you. You shoot horribly. You shoot 28.4% from the field while they shoot 46%. You're 29% from three while they are uh, 40%. And you go 10 of 17 at the line while they go 15 of 20. Just top to bottom, you can go down almost all the stats besides basically turnovers. And and you saw Ohio State win all of them. Ohio State just um, ran away with the game. I mean from the opening tip and Northwestern did settle down in the second half. And that's worth being discussed because they did win that second half 40 to 38. So you saw that there was some fight, but you had questions. You can't dig a hole like that for yourself in big 10 play. You, if you get down 26 in the first half, if you get down 28 at all on a big 10 game, you're not going to come back and win. At all, it doesn't matter who you're playing in Big Ten play. Well, fast forward to last night against Illinois, a team that um, has some similarities to that um, Ohio Ohio State team, an Illinois team that has, yes, had started zero and two in Big Ten play. Yes, they things had not started as well as they would have liked in conference play, but they had impressive wins. They had the overtime win against Texas. They had the win against UCLA, a couple top 10 wins on the resume. You knew this team was dangerous and you knew they had some really good players. Um, Dane danger down low, really dangerous guy, Uh, big physical, big man. You wondered how Northwestern would hold up physically in this game. And you know what? They answered the call. They really did. They showed that toughness. They showed that fight. It's amazing the difference that uh, the difference that the game feels when you don't dig any massive holes. When you stay with a team the entire way, then all you need, all you need, is a big run, which we saw Northwestern have, and it allowed them to get. Um, build that second half lead and kind of run away with the game. And, you know, the defense after not really showing up against Ohio state, it showed back up in this one. And that's, and that is important. You, you hold this Illinois team below 40% from the field. You hold them below 30% from three. You only let them get to the free throw line 10 times. They only make six. Uh, You don't get dominated on the boards like you did by Ohio state. You you turn them over twice as many times. Like there's a lot of things, there's a lot of fight that you see in this game that um is encouraging. It's encouraging because Northwestern could have allowed allowed that loss on Sunday to beat them twice, but they didn't. They responded. It was impressive. I was Definitely encouraged. I had questions. I thought they could bounce back, but I had some questions because um, physically, I don't I don't think mentally they were prepared for the physicality of Big Ten play on Sunday. Well, to me, they were last night. And like a great example, you have Robbie Barron running on, I, I think it was a cut. It was... Maybe it was just a baseline drive, and he goes up, dunks 
over Dane Danger through contact and won big momentum play in the game. You also had, there was one play where Matt Nicholson got switched onto a guard and they have him out of the three-point line and his effort on defense, his ability to stay in front of his man. Um, and it was one of the best defensive possessions of the game. And it's not going to stick out because there was not a block for for him. There was not a steal for him. He gets those plays. He can do that, but he didn't on this play. But his effort level, the the quickness that he showed on the defensive end, those type of things kind of encapsulated that toughness needed in the Big Ten, the the being willing to face the challenge that you have to have. And I thought Northwestern showed that in this game against Illinois. I was very impressed. In a second, we're going to dive into the numbers, the things that I noticed that uh, helped swing the game in Northwestern's favor, the things I liked that they did. But first, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and really any sport out there. We've got it all at Bet Online. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So let's let's take a look at the numbers here because there are some some things that happened in this game that were interesting. Um, there's some things that would make you think that Illinois was probably going to to win the game, and then there's mainly one big stat that I really respected out of Northwestern that allowed them to actually win the game. When you look at the face value, your typical stats, field goal percentage, Northwestern is only shot 32%. Generally, that's not going to be good enough to win you a Big Ten game. Illinois shot 40%. Um, so, like, it was not it was not a pretty performance from that aspect. Illinois made six more field goals than Northwestern did. Granted, 
What helps is Northwestern was better from three. They hit seven of their 18 threes for 39%. Illinois hit eight of their 28. But when you look at this next stat, this is the difference in the game. Without a doubt, Illinois goes six of 10 at the free throw line. Northwestern goes 32 for 40. They got to the line 40 times. That's impressive. That's something. Look, this Northwestern team, that's something that we've talked about. This Northwestern team is not a good shooting team. They have not been at any point this year. Really not that close. There have been a couple games where maybe it's been solid. If you, I mean, heck, if you don't get a four for nine and a shooting performance from three out of Chase Audish and a two for three out of Ty Berry, you're what? One for six from three for the game. I mean, you had you had three guys hit all seven of your threes because Brooks Barnheiser was one for one. Um, you were good from three in this game. You didn't have like the huge sample size that Illinois had with twenty eight attempts, but you only hit one fewer fewer three on eighteen attempts. Um, so you were you were good shooting from deep, but you were <laughs> really not very good uh, shooting inside the arc but that's that's been something we've seen all year out of northwestern but you know how you can solve that problem you get to the free throw line and that's exactly what this team did they got they have fouled early and often and uh i think yeah illinois got called for 29 fouls to northwestern's 17 for the game so you you had a team in Illinois that was a little over aggressive, and Northwestern attacked that. Uh, granted, a lot of those fouls did come when Illinois was trying to get back in the game late. You had you ended up having three Illinois players foul out of the game, um, and that was something. I mean, you had Jaden Epps; he was out of the game. Uh, I mean, really, they were they were in foul trouble from the start of the game all the way to the end. Matt Meyer. Uh, he fouled out Terrence Shannon Jr., the guy who is the kind of engine that makes this this Illinois team go uh, offensively. He fouled out too, um, and then I mean you you also had sincere Harris who uh, who had four fouls. You had a couple guys with three fouls. Like you kept the pressure on them because you attacked them and you put them in positions where. They were in bad spots, and they and they had they ended up fouling a lot. Boo Booey goes to the line twelve times; he hits eleven of them. Chase Audige goes to the line eight times; he hits seven of them. Ty Berry goes to the line uh, six times; he hits five of them. Barnheiser goes to the line eight times; he hits five of them. But like, just getting to the line that many times can be an equalizer for you when you're not shooting the ball well, which Northwestern was not shooting the ball well in this game. And that that further goes to the the toughness of this team uh, that, that it showed last night because they were willing to fight through contact. You saw, I mean, the Robbie Barron and one dunk was, was truly awesome. Uh, I loved it. But you also had your two guys, your two ball handlers, are fighting through cramps. It really was. Um, you had Chase Audige. He cramped up first. I think he fought those cramps for a couple of minutes. You had uh, Boo Booey cramp up a, a couple minutes later. Those two guys fighting through cramps. 
go and score 36 points in this game. And look, Boo Booey was wildly, 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 wildly inefficient from the field. I think he started the game 0 for 11 from the field. I think he hit his final two shots. He hit his 11 of his 12 free throws. He got to 15 points. Chase Audige, 5 of 14, not the most efficient, but he was 4 of 9 from 3 and 7 of 8 at the line. He dropped 21 in this game. You just saw guys, I mean, you saw Ty Berry step up. Uh, Nicholson, his performance on the boards is not as good as it was on Sunday where he had 13 boards, but he had seven points, six boards. He had an assist. I mean, you saw this team. This team doesn't necessarily, I mean, I guess it kind of relies on Chase Audish to go get points, but everybody else kind of has a role and figures stuff out. You have three guys with six-plus rebounds in this game. Uh, in, in his post-game interview uh, press conference, you saw Chris Collins. He really cited the Titus Verhoeven uh, free throw um, shot that he hit, the, the shot from the free throw line, um, which was his only basket of the game. He said that, look, things were not going well, and that kind of jump-started us. But their ability to get to the line, their ability to to protect the basketball in this game, only eight turnovers to 15 by Illinois. It allowed them, and also fast break points. I mean, 11 to, to 6, you, you got out there, you won that matchup. You had 11 steals in the game. It allowed this Northwestern team to pull off an upset in a, in a home game that they were underdogs in. They were three-and-a-half-point underdogs, and we're going to talk about that home um, home court advantage here in a second. Uh, but first, let's talk about our friends at Built, at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of that fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built Bar. Uh, with Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, and you won't think they're that good for you, but they are, I promise. Perfect for your New Year's re- resolution. What makes built bars what what makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come with some unbelievable flavors. Some new ones here that I honestly I haven't even really seen. Churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get your box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to your Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. 
You can thank me later. Uh, you can thank me later, as you gotta check out these built bars. They're so very good. Also, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, let's talk about it. There's, this is home field advantage or home court advantage rather. It's huge. It's huge, and maybe this is the first game this season where it was evident. The the Welsh Ryan Center or Welsh Ryan Arena was 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 packed. Um, it felt like it was um, a very big game, a rivalry game, in-state rival game, um, Big Ten matchup. The students were there. The announcers made note of it. The the fact that the students are on campus at Northwestern and they're not at every other Big Ten school, I think they said. Um, it changed. It gives you that extra energy. And Chris Collins talked about in his, po- in his post-game press conference. He talked about, look, like, you feed off that, en- that, that, that energy in the arena, especially when you get tired late in the game. He talked about, look, we looked fatigued in the second half. He said there were moments where we looked fatigued and we fed off that in that energy. And you know what? I've seen it at a bunch of different places, places that maybe didn't used to be good at basketball that have built really good, really strong student sections. And it, it becomes a very difficult environment to play in. Chris Collins said he'd put that environment up against, against just about anywhere. I mean, he's, he's been lucky enough in his words to coach or play at every big venue in the country. Every, every one that is talked about. And he said that, look, that environment last night, it stands up to them all. And that's what Northwestern has to create. When when Northwestern has a home game, the environment needs to be like that. I know the home schedule has not been maybe the most amazing thing. Uh, I know the Ohio State game was New Year's Day. Understandable uh, why that one didn't have a ton of people there. Um, but you know what? If you can create that, if you can replicate that environment from last night, at all the home games going forward, it's going to become really difficult for anybody in the Big Ten to come into Welsh Ryan Arena and pull and get a win. I mean, and at, at a certain point, those games in Welsh Ryan, if a team does get a win, it might be always considered an upset because you can create a hostile environment. You can make uh, it so difficult on opponents. You can, because look, there are, I mean, you think about, Rupp Arena at Kentucky. Uh, you think about Purdue, um, places like that. You, you think about Providence right now. You you think about um, Arkansas, Auburn, Kansas, Duke. It's worth points. It's worth points because you can you can really agitate and bother an opposing team, and. I think that if 
Northwestern can replicate that atmosphere. It will allow them to win more home games than people expect. And that's what I want to see going forward. I want to see the student section continue to show up like they did last night because it'll help this team. This team, I I believe this team can be a tournament team, but they have to have a hostile environment at home that they play in to give them that extra energy to make life just that much harder on their opponents. So that that would be my challenge to this to the Northwestern students is you got to replicate what you just did last night. That's got to be every time out now because it makes a difference. That's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. Obviously, Northwestern gets the 73-60 victory over Illinois. Um, big, big, big game. Got back on track. Bounced back from a very difficult loss, tough loss, uh, where you kind of got dominated by Ohio State. Uh, next up, you've got Northwestern back in action on Sunday um, at a top 15 team in Indiana going to be a heck of a test for them. Uh, I don't think there is a line for that game yet because lines for college basketball come out so late. Um, but we will talk about that a little bit tomorrow uh, as we get ready for that one. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. We really appreciate it. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Um, yeah, and wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed. Turn on notifications. I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13. I'll see you all next time. Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters, because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.